2: This is the Rose and Shine podcast featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen.
3: Welcome to our New Year's special episode where we will be introducing a new concept that we call Conversations with Roos and Shine. hmm. So we will invite guests from all over the world that share our values, but sort of adds a special touch. And
2: our first guest is Bee Bosnak. She's a New York-based teacher, healer, mentor, and the creator of Heal Yourself Method. Mm-hmm. And we were incredibly excited to be speaking with her just a few uh, days ago, recording from Atlanta and Bogota, as always. Mm-hmm. And in this beautiful conversations with with the yoga and meditation teacher B, we set the vision for 2020. Uh-huh. So we have a. We have a conversation where we talk about her rituals that she always brings with her into the new year. We talk about change, about letting go, and about healing. Mm-hmm. And very excitingly, yes. <laughs> you were for the first time, introduced to tarot cards. Yes. So, uh, B, draw her um, her card for all of us, all you listeners as well, for for 2020. And shares with us the meaning of this card and what 2020 has in hold for mm. us.
3: And we actually bought this deck of cards ourselves <laughs> since, since after this conversation. So you can check out the card on Instagram while you're listening if you want to. It's the Rider Waite deck that we're going to use. And you find our Instagram on ruse and Shine. So be inspired in this episode to sort of set the vision for this year, even this decade. And download our pep sheet if you want to do some additional reflections on rusenshine.com to set your intentions. And we do say it's a New Year's Eve special, but really I'd say this episode works whenever you kind of need a little bit of a pause to set your intention and goals and yes, reflect so on where you're at. Exactly.
2: Reflecting about the year past and moving it forward. Yeah. So we'll hope
3: you enjoy our first conversation with Bruce and Shine. <laughs> good morning, Bee, And good morning, good. Josephine. So we're well, recording. good morning. <laughs> good morning, Bea. So good glad morning. to have you here. <laughs> so we're recording from New York, Bogota, and Atlanta this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. B and really before we sort of get into everything, do you want to, in your own words, just tell our listeners who you are and why you are, are where you are right now?
4: Yes, I'd love to. Well, I'm B and I am a yoga and meditation teacher based here in New York City. Um, I study philosophy, um, psycho spirituality. I study the tarot and any sort of form of uh, divination that helps me to connect with my spirits and with my soul. And I use the the practices of yoga as as a sort of a a gateway to connect with uh, what truly matters and what gives meaning to my life. Um, I come from a corporate background Mm -hmm. and uh, I left that life um, almost now six years ago to pursue my, my mission. And, uh, my mission is to spread the message of healing, uh, across the globe. And I hope to change the masses, uh, with my message. That's so that's a
3: wonderful, what I, do. I love your mission and it fits perfectly into today's topic where we're really taking the time to reflect a little bit on the new year and where we want to be. And, and tell us a little bit, how come you made that change? How how come that you left your corporate world and, and started on this quest?
4: Um, I left my corporate world because I, I knew that there was something so much more to life than just what is expected of people, you know, having this nine to five.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I was in the fashion industry for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so about 12 years. And uh, it got to a point where um, I was no longer connected to something that was much higher so it felt like i had sort of two lives you know i was in the in the fashion industry then i was in the in the yoga world and i felt like two different people at some points and i really wanted to be the person that i was in yoga oh,
5: so mm-hmm.
4: i had to sort of because i was very connected and i was i found myself to be much more just tuned in and tapped in when i was doing all the practices and being around yogis and uh whereas in the fashion industry was it's it's a very different very very different world out there and so i decided to um to quit the fashion industry and take a very very giant leap of faith um in all realms mm-hmm. um and uh, it was the best decision that i've ever done in my life i'm not going to say it was easy it was probably the hardest thing i've ever done but for me i had to break down what i knew In order to create something completely new. So it was a way to also, you know, reprogram myself and the system. Um, So that was, yeah, it was one of the, the biggest challenges that I've ever experienced, but one of the best.
3: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I mean, we have spoken previously about change and how to lead change. And I love how you sort of put that, that you kind of needed to really get rid of the old to, yeah. to let the new enter and, and to be part of that. And obviously we can change in many different ways. And, but it's also an opportunity to learn and grow and experience new things. So this very episode, we thought, you know, it's, it's time, if, you, if you're listening right now, it's time for the new year. And it's a time where we actually are given the opportunity, in a sense, to reflect on the past and look forward to the future and see what is it that we want to continue to bring with us and what are things that maybe we need to let go of. Yeah, I think the hardest part is having,
4: you know, one foot in the past and one foot in the future. You have to pick one. You can't be in both. Either you're going to stay with your past and the past will continue to run your life or you're going to have to choose the future. Um, So when you're, you know, undecisive, um, there's no really room, there's no frequency to propel you into what is next. And I find that a lot working with students or clients is that there is this fear of change, that change is the only constant. You cannot fear it. So, you know, my work is is all about that. I mean, changing, I mean, absolutely. Isn't that the whole point of existence? It is. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And it's beautiful. (laughs) And, 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 And how, again, you know, to let things go, I think that's when we finally only can heal, really.
5: So, so, on that then, on, when the new year is, is arriving, do you have any special rituals or anything that you do? Do you celebrate the idea that it's a new year or is change constant or how do you mark? Um,
4: I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's a beautiful excitement of um, especially getting into a new decade, right? Moving into 2020. Um, but yeah, the new year definitely uh, for me symbolizes um, absolutely a big change. But also uh, for the new year, I actually, I do, um, I have these certain prompts that I use to go into the new year. So I journal a lot, I write a lot, and I'd love to perhaps, you know, share them with you guys. Something that I do every year, um, certain prompts that I use, and it just, uh, it really helps me to, to be very um, meticulous about the things that I want to bring in instead of just fluff or extra stuff that I don't really need um, I also do vision boarding, which really helps me to put all, because I'm a very, very visual person. Um, and I'm sure you can sort of see that with my branding. I'm very visual. Everything has to look beautiful.
3: It does. Um, it does. <laughs> I would recommend everyone to go in and have a look at your beautiful homepage. We'll share the link because it's, Thank you. it is beautiful. Truly. No, I
4: it's really, really fun. love, love visuals. Again, that comes from my styling background, all mm-hmm. the visuals, but uh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, it's, it's really everything that 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 I find that really inspires me. So of course, travel is one I travel a lot. I love seeing the world um, words that you know, stick out to me. So I'll read a couple for you. Uh, timeless inspiration. It's it's sort of a cue that we can find inspiration everywhere. Uh, come as you are, just to show up as you are, you know, you don't need to alter yourself or fix yourself or change yourself Just show up as you are. Mm. Um, dig deep yoga helps people. That's on my vision board. So the, you know, the idea of really digging deep, um, and another word that kind of pops out to me is approaching, you know, it's like, it's still happening. You're not, there's no arrival. And I don't Mm. know if we ever sort of arrive to like, okay, I've arrived now. I'm happy. Everything is clear. Or now I've arrived. Now I've healed. Everything is clear. So I love this word of approaching. We're always sort of approaching something so yeah I would love to share um I can share with you I haven't done my 2020 yet I'll be working on that uh, very soon but I can share with you what I did for this year for 2019 so the first prompt was wrap up of learnings this Mm -hmm. year my learnings was my truth is based on my perception of reality awakening is not fun but I'm prepared to break down my conditioning. Rest is a huge part of my success. The hardest year of my life, yet the most eye-opening, mic drop. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and How then wonderful. I go into mantra. So what I'm repeating on the daily. So did you have what? the same mantra for the entire year
3: then? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And that was, you are not my thought forms, please leave now. So anytime I was kind of getting, you know, negative thoughts, you are not my thought forms, please leave now. So that was something that I continuously repeated, especially if I found myself, you know, kind of going down that loophole of self-doubt or, you know, the inner critic. I think we all have an inner critic, which I have not named her as of yet, but I am planning to give her a name Mm -hmm. this year because she tends to you know, insert herself a lot. Um, so I really have to work with those thought forms. Um, oh, very
3: interesting. So it's okay, like no. naming your, your inner critic, you know, and then you can form kind of a relationship, but it's just like an annoying ant or something, you know, that you can go like, okay, go uh, on and do something else right now because I don't have time for you. Right, And then maybe you can be a little bit compassionate with
5: as well. Like that little child, like, okay, well, that's okay that you came up here, but you know, go
3: to bed now. (laughs) Exactly.
4: Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's also, you know, sort of creating this playfulness with it too, Hmm. you know, the humor, I think. Um,
5: um,
4: And really, yes, exactly. Like you said, uh, Josephine, just having compassion, you know, having compassion for yourself. Uh, So that's, that's definitely been uh, a big part of, of the year. And then I chose a word
5: for that, for yeah. people that are a little bit new to mantras, because I, I think that it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What, would you, um, what would you say in, to them if, if someone wanted to create a mantra for, for the year, especially if you have, you know, a year long <laughs> mantra, what would you um, encourage them to, to look for or to do in order to create their mantra? Yeah. So um, a mantra
4: is basically used to um, first, yes, as a reminder. So something that you can always remind yourself to come back to, but the translation of mantra is to actually elevate your, your, uh, consciousness. So it's allowing you to continuously, um, work with this mantra as a way to change your patterns. So when you start to change your patterns and your habits, of course, you start to, you know, elevate yourself and you start to grow. So whether that's, you know, just on a post-it, maybe you write something, you know, whatever it is that you want to bring in to every day, could be one word it could be a sentence um, and just having that mantra whether it is you know on a post it on your notepad um, as a reminder on your phone like daily reminders something that's just going to continuously remind you to connect back to yourself i believe it's it's very very helpful of course there's you know many other mantras that you can work with that you know are already given to you um, but writing your own mantra is also really it's a very profound
3: experience. It's powerful, yeah. I believe. It is, yeah, because you really have to look deep in within yourself to make that happen. So that that's wonderful. And then you say you have a word. Tell us about that. Yes,
4: I always have a word uh, every year. So for 2019, my word was clarity. Mm-hmm. 20, 2018, my word was softness. So uh, again, the prompt. My word for 2019 was clarity. So that's also powerful to have a word that you can just come back to. You know, my whole 2019 was getting crystal clear, super, super clear about what I want to do and especially about what I don't want to do. So 2019 was a big, big year for me to say a lot of no's. I said so many no's. Mm -hmm. like I mean, I lost count because yeah, for like 2018, I was just filling my calendar, like filling it, filling it, filling it. And then I realized that, you know, I was basing my self-worth on my productivity Mm. and my busyness. And that was really depleting. So for this year, um, I really made a promise to myself to say as many no's as I could that did not, you know, give me those goosebumps. Or so really getting clear about why I'm saying no and why I'm saying yes. So that was a powerful, powerful word for me, clarity. Which, you know, also again, powerful experience, you know, being mindful of, you know, where you're putting your time, being mindful of, you know, all the things that you're saying yes to, why are you saying yes? What's the reason? Is it truly for your ego or is it truly for your purpose, for your mission, for your message? So that was a powerful one for me. And um, then my final, my fourth uh, prompt is an invocation. So an invocation is basically what I'm asking for to the greater powers. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I believe in definitely don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if we, any of us do, but (laughs) some sort of higher power, Mm -hmm. higher force, you can name it, whatever you want, universe, nature, um, the Buddha, you know, anything that also co-collaborates with you. Mm. Um, so my, my invocation was give me the tools I need to harness my softness in moments of trigger and help me create the conditions of Harmonious flow with simplicity, starting with my breath, remind me I am both the visionary of who I want to become in this exact moment and the master of my creations and thoughts. Help me be here now right now. Thank you
3: that's so beautiful be yeah
4: the way to do an invocation is is to write that and then offer it up so. Claiming right now so come to me right now and then ending with a thank you and appreciation for that
3: so all of that is so wonderful and then so josephine introduced me to you and she said oh this wonderful bee we need to have her on our podcast so thank you so much for saying yes to us we really appreciate that (laughs) and we want to honor that Mm, but there was one thing that really intruded us a little bit extra, and that is that you work with tarot reading. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell us about that?
4: Sure, yes, um, I do. I read the tarot, mm-hmm. and uh, the tarot cards are, um, you know, anything to do with a form of divination, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Like, I love anything to do with the divine, um, anything to do with the underworlds anything to do with, um, you know, understanding the psyche, you know, why it is that we think this way or why is it that we perceive certain things this way compared to other people. So the tarot is a tool to actually get deep into the psyche. So what you're doing with the tarot is that as you lay the cards, so as I lay the cards out for my clients, as I read for them or when I read for myself, it's a way to actually get the contents of their, their mind, their psyche laid out on the card. So literally their thoughts are within the cards. So when I read the the tarot, and usually I read, um, the, uh, traditional 12 card uh, Celtic reading, which really gets in depth, um, into many areas of someone's life, whether it's past future. And by the way, this is not like fortune telling at all. Um, For me, I don't really believe in fortune telling. I'm very, very skeptical about that, but I do believe in understanding presence. So what the tarot tells you is what is happening in your psyche in this moment. It's all about now. It's not like I'm gonna pick a card and tell you what's gonna happen you know, next year. It's telling you exactly what is happening right now so that you have control of changing that instead of relying on someone else to do the heavy lifting for you. So the tarot, yes, absolutely, it goes into the psyche and you start to understand, you know, what is percolating in your psyche? What is happening in your thoughts? And then it gives you those uh, cues and, and clarity and, and clues also to shift that. When you shift your psyche, that is when change happens.
3: And how, so, how did you find this, Be How did you, what experience brought you to the tarot?
4: Yeah, you know, um, so I come from, my culture is Turkish. My background is Turkish. And, um, you know, in the Middle East and and Turkey and the Mediterranean, there's a coffee cup reading. So we have the Turkish coffee and Mm -hmm. from a very young age, I would always see my mom, you know, when she would drink her Turkish coffee, she would close her coffee cup and, uh, you know, spin it around three times, leave it for about five minutes and then take her coffee cup and read. So I, I always got really intrigued with like what is that in the coffee? <laughs> so there's a path and there's a road, and you know there's a beautiful gift coming, or there's a big change happening. And and my grandmother would do the same thing, my aunts would do the same thing. So this was always around me, and I that was really the first moment that I was really intrigued um, in reading. You know, whether it's coffee reading, palm reading, tarot reading, uh, energy reading, just really getting in tune and looking because these are all signs. And when you start to translate the signs, you know, you have to be a very good translator, right? Yeah. So even when you're translating a language, if you're not a great translator, it's going to come across to the other person very differently. So yeah. it's really about studying these languages, these signs of these, you know, uh, forms of divination to be able to then, um, translate them from what you know, to then to the client. So for sense, a long time, it was just
5: personal, you yeah. know, just
4: personal. Um, and but w- then I was like, okay, I really want to help <laughs> people. So I really need to, you know, understand this. Yeah.
5: But <laughs> I think, I mean, it's such, so beautiful to hear that, that description. And I also think, I mean, Victoria, we've been talking a little bit about this before, also just starting to tune in and listen to signs. Mm. Um, as someone who's not reading yet, or who's not maybe feeling like they have the skills yet, I feel like, these cards or even the coffee cup example, it allows us to take that break from our everyday rushing around and listen, listen inwards. And Victoria and I, I mean, we used to sometimes just pick cards, right? And that's just these angel cards that Victoria ordered online. And, you know, it's it's fun, but it's scary how often it feels like, wow, this really speaks to me
3: right now. And maybe that is because you're taking that moment to listen inward. This um, is exactly when I listen to the two of you now and, and thinking about the leadership work that I do, it's all about listening. It's empathic listening, but in a sense, kind of and listening for the science, but also listening to yourself truly kind of gives you a tool to do that. Yeah.
4: It's like, uh, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone it's for many of us, we listen to immediately reply mm. Whereas it's like taking a couple of steps back to actually listen, but also as you're listening to hear it, right? Cause I'm listening to a lot of stuff, right? I'm in New York city, there's cars. I can hear the sound, music, you guys, but I'm hearing only you. I can still listen, right? It's that peripheral Mm -hmm. awareness. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I'm aware of what's happening, but I'm only focused on seeing you guys and hearing you guys. So same thing. Yeah. Right. So in your life, you know, if if you have a lot of clutter, it's okay. It can stay there, you know, you're not going to get rid of it in one day, but how can you, you know, like Josephine said, tune in, how can you really tune in, tap in and turn on perhaps, you know, something that has been stagnant for a while. And so Mm. through this process of getting to know yourself, you know, there's that quote, like to know thyself, who is first of all the self because you're ever changing. So is the, you know, one year ago, Victoria, is that you? Or, you know, two years ago, is that you, right? You're always changing. So that's a beautiful part of this healing journey. You know, how you have all these tools uh, and to not get overwhelmed with the tools, you know. So for your for your uh, listeners out there, um, definitely, you know, if they are very interested in connecting with themselves, maybe the, you know, pulling a card out a day may be helpful for them. And, um, you know, a lot of these cards come with a manual, um, <laughs> so that helps of course, you yeah. know, for, for any newbies to, to work with the manual, but yeah, I mean, if there's an interest, absolutely. You know, when I first got into this, um, people, people were just like, B, what are you doing? What you teach yoga, you teach meditation, you read the tarot, like, who are you? How are you, you know, how are you like, how are going to make a living doing this? Like you're going to starve. And, uh, and many people laughed at me, you know, many people were just like, this is like weird and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, I know myself and I knew that I needed to do this. I needed to hear the calling of my heart, because if I suppress that and please people, you know, I would have done the most detrimental thing to myself. And that is quietening my gifts and my passion. So for anyone out there, you know, who's listening to this and who wants to move into this this huge mystical experience, you know, Mm. go for it because no matter what you do, people are going to judge you anyway. You know, whether, you know, you do good or whatever, that's what people do. Mm. And so my, in my experiences, you know, I want people to judge me for my boldness and my bravery and my, you know, just going out there and getting it. So just That's do it. That's wonderful. So the bolder, the better. Yes. You, you
5: mentioned <laughs> your, when we when we had a little conversation before this. You mentioned that your cards or you were reading particularly for the Western psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different cards. How is that? Many work? there are many many decks out there.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean
4: everyone is creating a card uh, deck now. You know, I see it every like on Instagram or you know social media. I've got a new deck out. I've got a new deck out. And, that, and that's, that's beautiful. Um, you know, go for them. Um, but what I read is I read the Rider Waite um, deck, which is um, it's one of the oldest decks, actually. And it is um, for the Western psyche. So the pictures, so the photographs and the cards, that's what I read. So I'm just reading exactly what the card is. So it's not like I'm, you know, telling you what I need to tell you. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm again, I'm just translating whatever the card shows up. And mm-hmm. somehow I don't know how it works, but I know that it, it just does because the cards show so much. And all the time, you know, when I read from our clients, like, how do you know? How do you? I don't know. The cards know. <laughs>
3: yeah. And I, it's, it's wonderful. I you promised to give us a little taste of that. So we got to experience, and our listeners can also hear. And if, Anyone, of course, would want to do a proper reading with you later on. We'll share yeah. your details. Yeah, and just
4: to go back to, to what Josephine said about the the Western psyche. So here's the thing about the tool of the tarot is that um, each card, because it represents something on the Western psyche, it's very easy for the cards to relate to the Western mind.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And that is what makes uh, especially this deck um, very uh, immediately it connects with with the, the person that I'm reading for, or whether I'm reading for myself. Um, especially if someone you know doesn't is is not maybe too connected to the Eastern philosophy or Eastern psyche, right? So it's like using this Eastern approach to connect with our Western world. So that's why I find that this particular deck um, is is very fascinating and um, and it's very easy to read and clarify the message to the clients because most of my students are in a Western Psyche. Mm. So can we try? Yeah, we can try. (laughs) Here's my cards. (laughs) I have two different types. I have the big, big cards, and then I have the mini versions that I travel with. So when I travel um, and when I lead retreats, I also do um, readings on my retreats. Um, I do readings online and I have those small little sample cards that I take with me. So it's, it's really nice to, to have. It just feels like home, you know, when you're traveling. Yeah. Mm. So for
3: the ones who can't see you now, so is actually mixing these cards. Yeah, I'm just uh, shuffling mm-hmm. the cards, mm-hmm. just
4: shuffling the cards. So um, I'm just going to pick one card and maybe this card can sort of give us some insights um, for our 2020 vision, which I think, you know, is a year of and def- definitely a lot of clarity. Okay, so let me pick one.
3: So are you picking for both of us or the three of us or how does it work? Um, I just picked one right now. So I
4: picked one that will help us to kind of give us insight for the new year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got the two of swords. So there are four different, um, symbols in the tarot and I don't want to get too much technical into it, but there's the pentacles. There are the Wands, there's the swords and, um, Oh, and there's the cups. So four. So the swords, anytime we see a sword in, in the cards, it's all about, um, rational thinking. It's all about Mm. the mind staying deeply connected to rational thinking. So this is a lot of, you know, analytical thinking, logical thinking, always thinking, thinking, thinking. So, um, as you can see, there's this woman sitting on the chair And she has two swords. Can you guys see that? She has Mm -hmm, two swords mm -hmm. that she's holding, kind of like an X shape.
3: She's crossing them in front of her heart. She's crossing
4: them Mm -hmm. in front of her heart. And she has a blindfold on.
3: Mm.
4: so She can't see anything. So as she's sitting there crossed with her two swords, she's basically, she's not letting anything in. So what this card Mm -hmm. is really telling us, so what it would tell me is that... um, As we move into the new year, there's going to be a lot of shift happening within the rational thinking, meaning there's going to be a lot of elevation happening in consciousness, which is already happening right now. There's a lot of awakening that's happening. There's a lot of people that are awakening from this illusion, which is Maya, right? This illusion of this is the way it should be according to the system, according to, you know, whatever it is. So there's a lot of waking up. And so the blindfold on her, around her eyes also is a symbol of that, is that she's sitting here, but she can't see anything because she's hmm. so uh, connected to that rational thinking. Um, the swords, it's, it all depends on what you do with the swords, right? So you can use the sword to fight and protect yourself, or you can use the sword to kill someone. So, what are you doing with your tools? How are you using your tools? Are you using it for good or are you using it for bad? Um, her body language, the language of the body here, and which is a lot I see, is that her body language is closed. So, this year, as we move into 2020, um, it's asking us to be very mindful with our body language, which kind of moves into, you know, somatic studies, all about the body. You know, soma means body. You could, you know, she's sitting there cross, right? And she could say, I'm, I'm I'm really happy. But here, my body language is saying, I'm actually not, right? I'm I'm very closed off. So how you move in the world, how your body moves in the world is actually saying so much more than your words are. Because people, even though you could be an excellent talker, people are always looking at your language, your body language. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we can tune off, right? The wording and we're so mesmerized by the body language. So This card is really asking us to be very meticulous and very connected to the way we move in the world. So being very, very um, aware of how we move. couple of good things that she's got going for her so she's got some (laughs) some good things going for her
5: Um, it's quite a serious card I mean it feels quite it's it's an intense year and I mean of course everyone will maybe be quick to draw conclusions with everything that is happening in the world and we're so overwhelmed and taking that step back and closing our eyes and and but it's, it's quite um heavy or that's my is, my my
4: reading. <laughs> it is absolutely, and yes, um, it is. I mean, it's a huge new decade. Absolutely, you know, moving into twenty twenty, it is going to be very intense. I mean, I think we we experience a lot of intensity this year. But again, how do you look at the intensity? Is it something that's going to break you down, or is it something that you're going to actually play with it? Which
3: we will come back to that.
4: Because, because being, every card always has a playfulness to yeah. it as well. So there's I'm always thinking, these extremes.
3: Like the blindfold, could it also be like, because it's been so hectic and, and lots of external influences. And I'm, I'm thinking back to my year and thinking that maybe it's also time to tune in to yourself and be a little bit introverted. Could that be it? The blindfold.
4: Um, again, absolutely. It's, it's definitely up for interpretation. That's the beautiful thing about the, <laughs> the deck, right? Mm-hmm. And the tarot is that you can translate it any way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this particular one, it's um, this year has been definitely a year of being, um, for most of us, a hermit. It's being very, you know, introspective, um, being very introverted. But in this particular card, it's all about taking that blindfold off. Mm-hmm. You've done enough work. Now go out. That's the thing about healing is that, you know, you can't just stay in your home and heal and, you know, be okay with that. You need to get out into the world because we live in this world, you know, this is our world. So how can we use these tools and techniques as a way to take it back into our day-to-day life? You know, because, you know, being home and doing the yoga and the meditation and all of the sound healing and all of that is beautiful, right? and you feel very cozy, and you feel very connected. And the moment you step out into the world, you feel, oh, wow, like this is so much. But that's the work. That's mm-hmm. the work as you know, modern healers. That's the work as, as mystics, is, is to use the work that we do, and then step out into the world, and then shift the world through our own shifts. So definitely this card is about that awakening. It's a huge, huge awakening. Um, but she's wearing all white. She's wearing a beautiful white dress and you can see her white shoes. When we see the color of white, it's really about um, you know the crown chakra, which is connection to the divine. And again, mm-hmm. however you interpret the divine, some sort of connection to the universe, to a higher power, whatever it is that you believe in you know, maybe you believe in nature, maybe you believe in your dog, maybe you believe only in yourself, right? Anything that you can connect with is a different force, a different energy. So she is completely covered in white and she is guided. And I think each and every one of us are always guided. There is something that is guiding us. I like to translate this as, um, you know, think of GPS, right? You're using GPS and you put in the address. Okay. So first time, it gives you two different paths. Okay, it gives you the shortcut and then it gives you the long scenic route. Mm-hmm. So, which route do you, do you take? For many people, they want to get there as quick as possible. So, they will take the short route. However, whichever route you take, or many there's more, right? Three, four routes, whichever path you take, it's always going to get you to that same address no matter what, you're always going to end up in that same address. So whatever you do in this life, and this is where that that guide comes, like whatever you do, whether you take the shortcut or or the long haul, you're always going to end up where you are supposed to be, where you're meant to be. So, you know, this is kind of, I mean, this is more moving into karma, which I don't want to dabble too much into, but <laughs> keeping it straight to the point is that no matter what you do, is that you're always going to end up with what you're meant to be doing so providing a sense of assurance in a way that we can trust yeah exactly trusting the the journey and why not take the longer journey then because you might experience a lot more on the way exactly a longer journey you are absolutely going to experience so much more Mm -hmm. so much more and um and i think we're all looking for a short quick fix you know right now in this moment but healing it doesn't work that way you know, it's, it's a never ending journey. So along this path, you celebrate those beautiful moments, you know, those small steps to celebrate the journey. So um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of this card. I mean, it's it's actually a beautiful card because it's showing us, you know, where we need to go, what we need to do. There's beautiful water behind this woman. Yeah, I so wanted to ask about the water and the moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a crescent moon so um, the moon is a symbol of the feminine energy. The sun is masculine. So we are always working with masculine or feminine. So in this card, the crescent moon is a symbol of connecting with feminine. Now, this is not gender-based at all. It's not like this card is just for, for women, but it's connecting with the quality of femininity. So what, mm-hmm. that, what does that mean? Softness, nurturing, nourishing, protecting... Playfulness, pleasure. Um, so all of the, all of the feminine qualities that we can move into, um, in 2020. Now, directly speaking to women, so to the women listeners, what's happened here in our modern world is that we have become very masculine as women. And I'm sure both of you can identify with that is that we have taken on the roles of the masculine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have a job, we're, we're mothers. We are um, CEOs, right? We are leaders. We are entrepreneurs. Like, it, it's come to a point where we don't really need men at all. Like, we don't need men to have a baby. We don't need men to um, financially, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've, we've become so masculine that we've sometimes forgotten our feminine power. We've forgotten that softness, so it's like honoring, honoring the feminine quality to soften some of these masculine qualities that we have taken on. So that's what this card really shows. And again, I'm just translating, guys. I'm All I'm doing is reading the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: So the water, I know I'm giving you so much information, but one last thing that I really want to talk about with this card is that beautiful water that you see in the background. So no matter what is happening to her, even though she's sitting stiff, so stiff with these two swords across her with her heart crossed. Um, she has this beautiful water behind her, this flow of water. And that's kind of a symbol of go with the flow to Hmm. go with the flow, to move like water, to be very meticulous in, in, um, finding elements of water, um, to stay close to the water, whether, you know, especially if you're a very uh, fire sign, to stay connected with the element of, you know, I don't know about you guys, but every time I'm around water, it immediately just gives me this Mm. sense of ease. Like It's like a ton of weight just, you know, has lifted off of me,
5: Mm.
4: you know, whether Mm. I'm just watching a river or the sea or where I'm actually in there swimming. Um, So the card really represents to be very close to water. And that could even mean, you know, like perhaps taking baths, you know, doing baths as a
5: ritual. There to you go, Josephine. with water. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Victoria yeah. loves her bath. It's my remedy for everything. Take a beautiful bath and soak. It's, it's the best. So this is the year of the bath. This is how Victoria will conclude this uh, this reading. <laughs> More baths to the people. Exactly. I can so relate to that feeling of calmness that it gives to me. It is water. Yeah.
4: And of course, I mean, there's the calmness, and then there, then there's the chaos. So it's, it's those two extremes Sometimes
3: beneath the surface. Exactly.
4: So, um, this is, yeah, it's definitely looking into the unconscious. And the way I refer to that is, you know, take an iceberg, right? An iceberg, everything above the iceberg is what you can see, but everything that's above the iceberg, it's affected by what's under, which is your unconscious. So the tarot helps us to dive deep, and look at the unconscious and what is affecting what we see. So when we shift the unconscious, we immediately shift what is conscious. Mm. So when we shift the psyche, that's when we create change. So some of my clients, you know, they want like, they ask me, you know, can we do a reading every week? And I say, no, that's not possible because you cannot shift your psyche in one week. The tarot cards, they, whatever your psyche is, the cards will lay out according to your psyche. Until you shift your psyche, then you will see a shift in the deck because every week you're going to get the same cards. Like I said, I don't know how it happens, but the same cards will show up for you until you shift your psyche. Mm -hmm. So I recommend, you know, of course, if you have the deck, you know, pulling one card a day, maybe starting a morning ritual, you know, the first 60 minutes of your morning, I ask you guys and your listeners Mm -hmm. to take notice of what you do first 60 minutes what are you doing write it down yeah
3: yeah. think about it yeah but we we do we are we we love our morning rituals so it's uh it's wonderful because it does make such a difference how you start your day also
5: absolutely do the card so you said um you know it reads the psyche would you also use the card so this was i mean beautiful in terms of not seeing the future (laughs) but but seeing uh, our psyche for the future and um, also, would you also look at the past and, and find these are things that you would need to let go of? Or Absolutely, yes. So this is just one
4: card reading, just as a group. I, I don't really do this much, but I do one-on-ones. So, and mm-hmm. that is 12 cards. So it usually lasts about 60 to 75 minutes and we go through everything exactly. So we go to the past because mm-hmm. we have to collect data from the past in order to change the present. Right? So the past is just information. And I think a lot of us we just get stuck there. We get stuck in the past and we cannot move on. So the card really helps to show what you can use from the past as information to change now. And when you change now, the future changes. You don't have to worry about the future. No, don't worry about changing the future. Just change now. And the future mm-hmm. will change. But yes, we go into the past, we go, we look at the future um, again, just as information, we look at the unconscious, we look at the conscious, we look at the client's, um, hopes, fears, what they are doing now that they can sort of shift and then sort of an overall gist of, you know, all of the cards and, you know, kind of giving a little brief of, of the whole reading. So absolutely. Yeah. We, we definitely do. We, we, yeah, we have to go to the past to, to get our information.
3: I I think it's, Wonderful. And and Josephine and I, we were talking ahead of this episode, how we're both Josephine in the world of UN and even you know, big organizations trying to sort of change the world. I'm in the corporate, <laughs> you know, working with leadership and big organizations as well. And sort of how we want to kind of inspire everyone, wherever you are. I mean, you decided to make a big change because that's what you needed, but I'm also a little bit inspired of what you say, the masculine and the feminine and kind of thinking that the trust in your intuition, the magic a little bit deeper is also part of our feminine sides. And how can we bring that into leadership and, and how can we bring that into this world where we're at now? Because I think, there would be lots of benefits in doing that.
4: Absolutely. You know, having, you know, female entrepreneurs, business women, leaders, I see that a lot, you know, becoming very masculine because, you know, it is, it is a masculine world out there. But you can do incredible things as you honor the feminine mm. to truly honor your femininity and to embrace that. I think maybe the only way that we can change our world with what is happening is to change our consciousness. Because without a changed consciousness, we're going to be repeating the same thing, you know, history repeating. Um, and, and it is exciting that people are definitely waking up, right? There's a lot of, um, a lot of that happening right now, um, whether it be yoga, meditation, right? You see that everywhere. So definitely people are waking up to their inner healing, but we've still got a lot of work to do, you know, mm-hmm. and it starts from the inside,
3: and that is such a beautiful ending of this this <laughs> meeting and i thank you so much bi i feel that this is the perfect starting point for us to begin reflecting on 2020 and as you pointed out also the new decade which is even a little bit more special how are we going to take care of this precious gift of a decade ahead of us and what's our contribution going to be yeah Thank, Thank you, you so
4: much. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Thank you so much for having me, ladies.
3: That was our very first conversation with Ruth and Chaim. Thank
2: you so much for listening. And if you want more from Bee, and want to have your own uh, very own tarot card reading, mm-hmm. then just contact us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Visit uh, BeeBusnack.com, and she can make a reading for you, and you can learn more
3: about her. Mm-hmm. And the tarot card that we drew during this session, you'll find on our Instagram, Rose and Shine, that we'd love for you to follow, of course. And do look out for future conversations because we have quite a few interesting guests yes, lined up.
2: A very interesting year, exciting year coming up. So take care. And everyone. thank you for
3: listening. Ciao. Bye.